Welcome to Business Connection Zoom Edition. I'm Liz Spencer and I'm joined by Selvi Rajkumar of the KLA Schools here in Naperville. Selvi, welcome. Thank you, Liz, for having me. So tell me a little bit about how KLA schools are adapting in this COVID-19 situation. The unprecedented nature of COVID-19 uh, has made us close our schools from mid-March. However, we have been um, offering virtual assemblies, virtual enrichment classes, and sending daily resources to our parents with ideas uh, to explore and experience with their children every day since we closed. Um, we received a phenomenal response from our KLA families and are happy to see the little ones getting connected with their teachers and friends. It is more important list than ever to be connected social emotionally. We also bring experts uh, to help our community with ideas and tips. Um, we had Lena Acosta from Stop Parenting Alone gave parenting tips while sheltering at home. Our own KLA parents, Dr. Summers and Dr. Consilio presented on self-care, mindfulness, and having a clear understanding of what we can control and what we cannot control at this time. We also decided to offer a few classes to the community as we believe it is our social responsibility. And uh, this is one of the ways um, you know, we give back to our community uh, such as offering family story time on Mondays, bringing out your creativity on Wednesdays, music and movement classes on Fridays. That's wonderful. What advice would you give parents to take advantage of this time with their, their younger children? Well, um, parents of young children are probably tired and affected <laughs> during this time of staying safe at, and at home. Mm -hmm. Children, unlike other uh, older children, do not have the ability to separate this time of sheltering at home from normal time. Um, I got inspired by an analogy given by Lena Acosta. She referred to our families as aquariums and fish tanks. Children are the fish and we parents are the water. It's so important to keep the water clean, healthy and safe. So more than any other time, we need to prioritize self-care. We need to do some mindfulness, meditation, exercise, practice gratitude and or whatever that brings us joy. Um, there is a lot of uncertainty and we feel a lack of control at this time. And it's okay to be uh, fearful and be anxious. Uh, so we need to know what we can control and what we cannot control at this time and do our best and not be judgmental about ourselves. My best recommendation is to keep a routine uh, that is predictable for children and that we can stick with. And um, because children thrive on routine and consistency. They do. And during this time, you had mentioned earlier that you're offering free classes to the community, which I think is wonderful. Why is that so important that not only do you stay connected with your families at KLA, but you, you help the community and you, you reach out to the community? 
Yes, um, we believe it's our social responsibility um, and that we should contribute uh, to the well-being of all children, not just our KLA families. In the past as a school, we have given back to our community with the help of our families and educators through various ways, uh, such as donating books, donating, um, uh, doing a drive, food drive, uh, bringing expert speakers, sharing our resources. And uh, we also, it's, it's a way for us to te teach our children to be socially responsible. Well, um, Selvi, KLA Schools is a wonderful addition to Naperville and you have been a leader in education for us. So I thank you so much for taking time out of your day to give us some tips on how to, how to best help our family and our community during this difficult time. We wish you continued success. Stay well. Thank you. Thank you, Liz. Joining me now is an old friend, Mike Baker from Dutchman Heating and Cooling. Hi, Mike. Hi, how are you? I am great. So tell me a little bit about what you are doing for um, your business with COVID-19, because you are considered an essential business. Am I right? Yes, uh, through the government's mandate, HVAC uh, maintenance, repair, and replacement is considered a essential service. So they do list not only the replacement and repair, but actually even the maintenance, that being what we call safety and efficiency tune-ups. Well, and I think that's really uh, wonderful because I was thinking about you. We had a couple of really warm days and many people were putting their air conditioning on. And I'm sure like many, that air conditioning didn't start. So they would want to call somebody. So if somebody had to call for air conditioning or heating, how do you go into their home now, Mike? Is it different? Oh, absolutely. Um, we're looking to do, um, we're actually looking to coin our phrase, is it a no contact, a zero contact, uh, but something along those lines where we ask uh, homeowners a series of questions, first and foremost, just to see how their health is and is there a higher risk? doesn't even necessarily mean we won't go into their home. Certainly if they have an emergency, we have to take care of our customer, but we might need to take extra precautions. Maybe that's the only call that technician would run them that day. Mm -hmm. Maybe we would consider a quarantine. Fortunately, we have not ran into anybody that has any real illnesses and, and that we've had to go to their home. So we uh, haven't heard of anybody of our customers that's uh, been infected, uh, that even had a need to be tested. Uh, all our employees have to make sure that they're uh, not coughing, sneezing, uh, having even uh, those type of symptoms, uh, and certainly no temperature or they're not allowed to uh, work until that has subsided. Um, so we ask a series of questions for our homeowners. Um, we also supply gloves uh, and uh, masks for our employees and portable air cleaners. Um, the portable air cleaners we're putting in our trucks with the idea that uh, on a mask that it may help clean the mask and the surfaces we touch in the trucks. Uh, so that uh, the, now the gloves are of course are thrown away uh, after every call and they use hand sanitizer uh, and they clean their trucks at the end of each day. But uh, the main thing of the call itself is that we try to have zero contact. So we ask the homeowner, can you give us a completely lit and open clear pathway to your equipment? And if they haven't touched their equipment in the past two weeks, then we feel uh, comfortable with our procedures of wearing gloves 
and uh, the masks to go into the equipment without having to touch a door or a light switch. And then we can uh, also, of course, the social distancing staying at least six feet apart. Um, and at that point, then we uh, can work on the equipment. Uh, if they had touched the equipment, we're going to ask them if they can look to sanitize it. Uh, certainly not spraying anything on any electrical parts, but uh, spraying maybe into a rag and wiping down any surfaces they might have touched. Um, so that's, uh, that's the, the, the gist of it. We just had a meeting with all our guys. Uh, we have not been doing the maintenance uh, as far as the efficiency and safety inspections uh, currently. Uh, we were waiting, hopefully, for this all to, to get better. Um, so we've actually said that we will start as of next month, but uh, that could be fluid. We'll see what, what happens. We are starting to schedule for next month, these uh, efficiency and safety tune-ups, but uh, you know things uh, are too scary at that point, and there's reason for us to uh, hesitate some more, we will. The problem does come in, though, that yes, when we got a 70-degree day, we got a, a few phone calls coming in, and we know that there's going to be a lot. The care and detail you're putting into making sure when you come into our home, I think um, masks, gloves, but more importantly, that, that pathway of no contact is um, a really good idea. And, and like many people, I'm, I haven't touched my equipment, Mike, so I'm sure, I'm sure that helps. What else should we be thinking about um, during this time period for our heating or cooling system? Well, um, we're all at home. So I'm thinking, what can we do to clean our home? Because, you know, it's certainly not as great a risk as a grocery store or a gas pump where we all ought to be making sure we're wearing masks and gloves to, to interact in, in, in those areas. Uh, but uh, I wouldn't say that it's all the more important just to try and stay healthy from a cold or the normal flu. We don't want to see people get sick and be more susceptible perhaps to COVID-19. So I look at air cleaning products. Uh, we've always looked to advertise air cleaning products for allergies and flu and colds and, and hopefully give you cleaner air and surfaces in the home. So we do have products that help filter things out of the air. We also have products of sun cleaning agents uh, that help attack uh, viruses and bacterias in the air and on surfaces. To be clear, nobody has any product tested with COVID-19 as far as an air cleaning device. Um, they have, uh, there's been a lot of different advertisements out there and uh, we just wanna be very, very careful. Uh, coronavirus has seven different strands and COVID-19 is just one of them. So I just wanted to be clear that uh, COVID-19, they don't have uh, mechanical equipment that's been tested yet. Um, hopefully they're, they're doing some of that now, but. It, Obviously, we keep on hearing different things. Do you wear a mask? Do you not wear a mask? You know, and uh, certain uh, antibacterial wipes don't work with uh, viruses. Right. So we got to make sure we have high alcohol content, uh, hand sanitizer, and of course, soap and water is still the best. And every time we do an installation, we actually have a, uh, a larger than mobile, but what we call a portable unit that can cover up to 3,000 square feet. And we bring that into the home when we're doing an installation so that we can go ahead and keep the air fresh while we're working and uh, hopefully uh, remove some odors and do some uh, good cleaning so that we're uh, hopefully not spreading anything. Well, Mike, I always learn so much when I'm talking to you about air quality and everything I should be thinking about for heating and cooling. Thank you for what you do in our community. Thank you for thinking about all we're gonna need and being open 
um, and being willing to help in an emergency. So we really appreciate you. So good luck, be safe, and we'll be talking to you soon. Today, I'm joined by Frank Lamala of College Hunks, Hauling Junk, and Moving in Naperville. So, Frank, I see your trucks around. Tell me a little bit about you. Thank you, Liz. Um, I just want to let you know there might be a little misperception about the uh, College Hunks in the area. Um, I get asked, are all your guys in college? The answer is no, um, but they are all hunks. Uh, we even have some girls working for us. So HUNKS stands for Honest, Uniformed, Nice, Knowledgeable Service. And that's what we promise all our customers. We provide moving services, and we also provide junk removal and donation services. Frank, um, tell me, how have you been responding to the COVID-19 crisis? So we do provide two essential services. Uh, moving, people still have to move. Houses are still closing. Apartments, leases are still up. So. Uh, we do stuff at a distance. Um, also, for our junk removal and donation pickup, we have a non-contact service available where you can call us. You can put everything in the garage or out on your driveway, and we can come pick it up. You know, we could distance ourselves from you. You don't even have to be close to us, um, and we could take the payment over the phone. That's wonderful. That's thinking ahead there. What sets you apart from your competition? Because there, there's a lot of competition out there for you. Yes. Um, our goal is to work with charitable organizations as much as possible. There's four in the area that when we pick up donatable items, we're not done when we're at your house. We bring them back. We sort them out. Um, and different charities that we're in contact with on a constant basis have different needs. So we take the furniture um, to say Sharing Connections and Sharing Connections gets it to people who are just getting an apartment. Um, you know, they work with 200 agencies. Um, there's the other four charities that we work with all have different needs. So our guys know their needs um, and we're still collecting for charities because Actually, there's a couple of them that will open their doors for us because of the sheer volume that we bring them. So, so when you're hauling our junk away, you're taking it and repurposing it, and some and some of it may go to charity, some may get thrown out, or and then what happens to the rest? Or is, is how does the junk? How do you handle all the junk, and how do you know what to do with it? So our guys try to sort it as they're putting it on, putting it on the truck just to try to make it easier for taking it off the truck. Now the junk is junk there, mm -hmm. I mean, we can't repurpose everything out there. Mm -hmm. You know, a bad couch is a bad couch. You can't give that to anybody, but you know, uh, metal and uh, stuff like that, we sort for recycling, mm -hmm. um, anything charitable. We set in the three different piles for the, or four different piles for the charities that we work with. Cause like I said, each of them have different needs and, um, then when it's time, when we have a, a truckload to go to one or, or another charity, we load it all up and take it over to them. So I have a bunch of junk. Why is it better for me to call you than try to put it out on my curb with a bunch of stickers? I'm just curious. We would, uh, because we could 
get stuff to people who actually really need it. If it's and it doesn't end up in a landfill, something doesn't end up in a landfill. I mean, we do have stuff that does end up in a landfill, okay. but if you give us a chance to sort through, and a lot of people throw out junk, or I mean, a lot of people throw out donatable stuff, mm-hmm. and they call to donate their junk. <laughs> so, um, you know, there's a lot of people that call for a donation, and they're great donations. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, people are moving. I had a gentleman who moved to Florida a couple of weeks ago and he donated all the furniture in his apartment. And we took it right over to sharing connections and it was all, you know, it was older furniture, but it was all usable furniture. That's a um, wonderful story. And, and he, you know, he was happy to do it and they were happy to, to receive it. Awesome. So, so Frank, let's ask the last question again. How do, how do we get in contact with you? And when we reach out to you, what should we be thinking about? Well, you could reach us at the number on the screen, or you could book us online at collegehunkshaulingjunk.com. And um, the easiest thing to do is just call us and ask us. We're volume-based uh, pricing. We do have special pricing for what we call the express service. Um, picking up in your garage or, you know, something that's easy for us to get. Uh, it's a little more expensive for us to go into the house and, and get the stuff down the stairs. But All the information really starts with either an email to you or a call to get your hunks over to see us. Yes. That's awesome. Frank, thanks for taking time out of your busy day to talk to me a little bit about all that you do. I am so happy to know what hunks really stands for and that you both have Uh, men and women being hunks in our neighborhood. So thank you so much. Thank you, Liz. I'm joined today by Anthony Trinnell of Trinnell Insurance Services. Anthony, thanks for joining us. Yeah, thanks for having me. Anthony, you are, you're our, our insurance guy. Um, I always appreciate when we have you on the show because you give us a lot of good things to think about. Um, with the stay-at-home order in place, what should we be thinking about for our insurance? Well, number one, obviously, you always want to pay your premiums, keep your policies in force. Every insurance company out there is is going out of their way to push premiums back. I mean, all you've got to do is call them and ask. They're being very. In fact, it's probably the most flexible I've ever seen them be. Uh, since I started doing this, I mean, they'll push it back. They'll really work with you. So, but every company's different. So I don't want to say that, oh, call and they'll do this um, since they're all offering, you know, different things. So, but they will be flexible. I guarantee it. They're waiving fees. They're waiving cancellation fees. They're waiving everything. So it sounds like the best course is to really reach out and talk to somebody if you're having trouble making your payment. Correct. Yes. Awesome. Now, we have been hearing a lot in the news and on advertisements about um, maybe a refund with our because of our auto insurance because we're not all traveling as much. What's what's really the story behind that? Well, I mean, it's nice. It's a nice gesture. And I mean, it, it was a good move by the insurance companies. Um, but I can tell you, I think people are expecting they so like Allstate reported like 600. Right. They're the first mm-hmm. one to do it. Um, 600 million divided by all the people with their policy though, I think the average refund is gonna be $30, $50. I mean, so it's 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 nice, it's not huge though. 
I think it is nice, um, a nice gesture because we are driving less. So we're thinking about, and we're all a little worried about our finances. So we're trying to figure out a ways to save a little bit of money. Definition of storage of an auto insurance policy. What is, what is that? An insurance company is not going to give you a big discount on it unless they're not going to let you quote, put it in storage unless you drive the car. You don't drive the vehicle for at least 30 days. And that's a stretch for a lot of people. If you're still using it once a week, that's just considered light usage, but that's not enough to put the car in storage and say, you know, I'm going to get a big chunk of premium back for the month because it's, it, you're still using it incidentally. Anthony, with being at home so much, we're thinking about homeowners insurance. Is there anything we should be thinking about for the COVID-19? Is there any help or relief that way? Not really, because home insurance is more based on the weather, and obviously COVID doesn't really affect it that much. And right now, we are in the worst part of the year for home losses. We're going into spring. You can have snow. You can have uh, hail. This is the main part of hail time of the year is, is these 90 days. So not really. There's nothing to change. I, I would have thought winter would be the worst time for homeowners insurance. Last winter was pretty bad, but this winter actually was pretty, it was pretty tame. So Anthony, it, it seems like uh, with the COVID-19 pandemic that we're in right now, the best thing to do for our insurance is to really reach out to our agent like you. Yeah, they know your policy best. Uh, they know what you're entitled to. And, and it's just good to have that conversation with them, especially if there's a change that's going on in your life. It's good. Absolutely. Well, Anthony, thank you as always for stopping by um, Business Connection and telling us about what we should think about for insurance. We appreciate it. We wish you a lot of luck and keep well. Be safe, my friend. Yeah, thank you. Take care. I'm joined today by Shar Scott of Riverwalk Counseling Services. Hi, Shar. Hi. Thank you, Liz. Oh, no Good to see you. Tell me a little bit about your services over at the Riverwalk Counseling Center. Okay. Um, we're an outpatient counseling practice on the northeast side of Naperville. Uh, we've been in business since 2005. Um, although we have an emphasis on substance abuse and mental health, mm -hmm. um, our 10 therapists each have a, a different specialization. Um, like we do postpartum, parenting issues, trauma, um, Gottman couples therapy, um, gambling, anxiety, depression, and veterans issues are some of those things. So you could help a lot of people with all those, those skill sets. How right. has your um, center adapted to the COVID-19 pandemic? Right. So like most practices, we have um, moved all of our services um, virtually. Um, so uh, operating on Zoom or telephone calls. So we do individual couples group sessions um, on Zoom. We also have DUI services. And then we have a substance abuse IOP that we now are, are operating you know, on the Zoom platform. Um, so our priority really is um, ensuring confidentiality in a safe environment. Um, and we know that with everyone home, that can be kind of difficult to get a private space. Right. Oh, I hadn't thought about that. Yeah. So some of our clients are having Zoom sessions in their cars, you know, parked in their driveway um, or down in the basement, the laundry room or, you know, wherever they feel free to um, speak about what's going on with them. Have you seen a uptick in your practice? 
you know, actually this week we are getting more phone calls because, um, of course, all of us are, are working from home and, mm-hmm. and transitioning, um, you know, our phone calls. But, yes, we are seeing an uptick. So, Shar, you have a, a specific program for us right now for the pandemic. Tell me a little bit about that. Right. So our motto is that we're big enough to help, um, small enough to care. So um, to that end, we have created Riverwalk Cares. Um, it's a phone support line, and we're actually rolling it out, starting it on Easter Sunday, um, and it'll be operated daily. So when someone calls our, um, our free Riverwalk Cares line, they might simply want to talk about, you know, the struggles that they're having in the moment, um, or maybe they need additional services. Um, and uh, so our therapist, whoever takes that call, is going to help determine, you know, what they might need. Um, and that might include like our specialized COVID-19 support group that we're starting next Tuesday. Um, and maybe uh, individual or couples counseling, you know, the IOP or anything like that. Well, the one thing about it is that we're not a replacement for a crisis line per se. You know, like if someone is really in crisis, then they need to call 911 or go to their nearest emergency room. Um, but we are offering this three sessions of a COVID-19 support group um, free. So um, that's, that's okay. what we're hoping and we're starting it on Sunday. That's awesome. So Shar, if I, if I feel like I need to talk to someone on Sunday when the service is starting, what happens next? I, I call the Riverwalk Cares line and then what happens? Right. And so um, you may get a live person. You may leave a message. Um, Your call will be returned as soon as possible, but definitely within 24 hours. Um, And a a licensed therapist will contact you and screen, you know, kind of find out if you need to talk to someone in the moment or if you need additional services. Wow. That's wonderful. That's wonderful. Now, Shar, tell me, what should our viewers be thinking about right now? What do you want to say to them? Yes. I mean, well, as we were talking about earlier, like everyone is going through this situation. We're all faced with this. Um, and so, number one, we're not alone. No one is alone, maybe feeling alone. Um, certainly the common feelings we're having are anxiety and frustration, um, maybe some anger or just kind of feeling overwhelmed. Um, I was thinking about this earlier. It's almost like we're all being asked to do more with less at this point. Um, you know, interestingly, uh, alcohol sales in our community are up significantly over last year, um, indicating that people are drinking more to cope with stress. Um, and, you know, without realizing it, um, alcohol use can quickly move from social drinking to alcohol abuse. And, um, and then, then if that's the case, then that can lead to interpersonal problems, health problems, um, you know, domestic violence, uh, problems with, you know, work performance, even legal problems if someone decides to get behind the wheel. Um, so if you happen to be concerned about your own use or maybe someone else's um, use, then, you know, please reach out. Um, you know, like we all want answers to this 
pandemic, right? We want to know when we're going to be able to get our life back. Um, and then everybody's got a different set of circumstances. Um, but the one thing we have in common is in our humanity, but our, our need for connection. Um, we're having to connect differently, you know, as of like today, um, but we still need connection. And, you know, we've been part of this community for 15 years. Um, we want to be part of the solution. Um, and so even if you aren't reaching out to us, reach out to someone and let them know how you're talking, how you're feeling, you know, talk about it. Well, that's some really good advice because I, I think when this all gets sorted out, I think we're all going to have a lot more respect for mental health, uh, those who suffer from mental health and those who serve and help us through that because we're all experiencing a lot of stress and anxiety that we never would have before. So thank you, Shar, for taking a few moments, um, giving us some good advice, talking to us a little about your program, Riverwalk Cares. We appreciate that. That's wonderful. Thanks for stepping up and helping us through this difficult time. Stay well, my friend. Thank you. You too.